Hello and welcome to the Muni Oral History Project, where we explore the stories and rich history of the Springfield Municipal Opera over the past 60 years. Stories from the people who have built, experienced, and performed what we'd like to refer to as Muni Magic. Sit back and relax and listen to these tales of Broadway under the stars. I am here today with Morgan Kaplan. I'm so excited to talk to Morgan because she's been prolific on the Muni stage as an actor and then also on the staff side of things as a choreographer. Of course, uh, the team of Andrew Minerich and Morgan Kaplan is like a directing force right now out at Muni and just bringing so many fun memories to the stage. So Morgan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, I'm excited to learn a lot of this about you because I've known you now basically since I started doing theater in town over a decade ago, but uh, I don't know the before that. So I'm excited to listen to your stories. And I guess my first question would be, what was your Muni, first Muni experience like? Sure. So uh, like, like many people, my first experience was as an audience member. My grandparents used to take my sister and I to see a lot of the shows when we were growing up. My grandfather was a huge Muni supporter. Um, He was the president of Alvin S. Keyes Insurance Company. And so he helped the Muni with their insurance. And so uh, he was kind of a partner with them on that that end, as well as just a really excited patron. He really loved going to live theater. And so he took my sister and I when we were growing up. So I you know, we saw so many shows and I was kind of looking back at the list of shows today in preparation for this conversation and just trying to recall the shows that that we saw. And I, I know for sure we saw Annie and I think it was like 98 with so many people that now have gone on to become great friends of ours. And then the other one that I remember very, very vividly was Anything Goes. I was a little bit older when that one happened. I was like a young teen, but I remember I went to see that because I had braces and Mary Jo Curry was playing Reno Sweeney and she worked at my orthodontist office. And so when I went for my appointment, it was the day that the SJR posted the big feature about the show. So everybody at the orthodontist office was, you know, giving her a hard time about her photos in the paper. And she was like working on my braces and telling me about it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So we went and that was like, that was the first show that I saw that I was like, man, that looks like, that looks really fun. You know, I think that my story is maybe a little different than many that I've listened to on this podcast. Cause I know so many people you know, got involved as a performer as soon as they were able to audition. Um, But I didn't really get involved with the Muni, uh, anything on stage until I was in college. I, you know, I was always really involved in dance and like I did choir, but like singing wasn't like my main gig. And I just kind of thought like Muni is for hardcore people, man. Like that's not, I'm not that hardcore. So I had friends that did it and I went to support them, but I just never really thought it was my thing. I got really involved in theater in high school and my now father-in-law, Steve Kaplan, was the director of those shows. After I graduated, I was staying in town for college and I started choreographing for SHG for their musicals and their show choir. And after one of those Um, concerts or something that the show choir was performing at, I was approached by um, Jane Kobelars, who's Anna Meisenbacher's mom. 
and Patty Joyner, and they were both involved with the Muni at that time. And they said, hey, have you ever thought about doing anything with Muni? And I said, "Mm, no, like outside from like watching and having a Muni dog. No, (laughs) I haven't. And they said, well, we're looking for somebody to come and teach dance auditions this year. Would you, would you consider it? And I said, well, sure. Cause at that point I was super into the choreography thing and I loved teaching it. That was like my, my main deal that I was really involved in. So I thought, yeah, sure. And they needed an accompanist too. And so my then boyfriend, now husband, Damian Kaplan, they asked him to play for it. So that was the year that they were to do Chicago. And so they really wanted to make sure that they had some, some solid dancers for that show, obviously, you know? So Jane and Patty followed up with me and said, Hey, you know, if we're going to do this, you have to come and meet Marge. And I said, who's Marge? And they said, well, Marge Birch told. And I said, again, who, who's that? One Saturday, Patty came and picked me up and took me to Marge's house and I met her and I got to meet her bird that was just flying all over her house. And I thought that was just wild and cool, (laughs) but she was just telling me about some of the history of the Muni and this is what we would need from you if you were to teach dance auditions and, and that kind of thing. Like I said, that year they were going to do Chicago and she said, you know, we got to make sure that these people can all do the choreography to all that jazz. Do you know it? And I said, well, yeah, you know, I've taken a lot of jazz classes. It's kind of like a standard thing you kind of learn along the way. And I liked musicals. So, of course, I'd seen it. And she said, well, that's what we need to teach. And I said, all right, cool. So we went over it to make sure we're on the same page. We were good to go. And she had suggested um, that I have a friend come teach with me um, to kind of demonstrate while I teach which was very smart because Marge is a very petite woman as well. I am under five feet. And she said, you know, you got to have somebody there to demo for you. And you got to make sure that you tell people if they can't see you, they need to get to where they can see you. And I still say that when I'm teaching to this day, like that's the first thing that I tell people, like not being able to see me is not an excuse for not knowing what's going on. Get to where you can see me. Anyway, so we were getting organized for auditions and all that. And Marge was checking in with us, making sure we're good to go. And somewhere along the way, we were practicing for auditions at SHG and some, I can't even remember who it was, which is probably a good thing. They wanted to come and make sure we kind of like had our stuff together and we knew what was up and that we were legit. And they came and watched the choreography and they said, well, you can't, you can't do that. That's too specific. It's too show specific. That's not fair to other shows. And I was like, well, I'm just doing what I'm told. So I called Marge and I said, hey, like this person said, we can't, we can't do this. It's, you know, it's not going to work. And she said, well, you tell them I said too bad. So, (laughs) (laughs) so we went ahead and we taught all that jazz. And that was kind of how I got started um, with Muni stuff. So I was kind of volunteering in that regard before I'd ever been in a show or been on stage or anything. That is really interesting because you might be one of the first people that sat nearly on the other side of auditions before actually auditioning yourself. And you have so many tidbits of information in there. I want to talk about a couple of them. First, I think if we were to decide what might be one of the most important Muni shows to ever be on the stage, I think that that Annie in 1998 might be one of them because uh, it has been brought up, you as an audience member, uh, Natalie Randall, Liz Eckert, 
uh, Chrissy Lazaridis, Anna Bussing, all of these people have uh, stories connected to that particular show. And so it's just really interesting that so many stories stem out of that one production. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also just think that it's really interesting that you had that conversation because of course you would later go on to play Reno, right? Yeah. In an yeah. STC production. And so is that sort of where that you decided that was one of your dream roles or is that something yeah. that had an influence on that? No, it totally did. And like from, from seeing that show, I was like, well, this is the, my favorite show I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, like to this day, if anybody asks me, what's your favorite musical? It's, it's anything goes like, is it's it so good? It's so good. Is it totally corny and over the top? Yes, absolutely. But I love it. And then, yeah, like to have the opportunity to perform that role, like, yeah, that's like the dream. We can sing friendship someday, even if okay. it's not, uh, even if it's not for a show. We'll just cool. bust it out in the park. So I'm down for um, it. And that's that's all wonderful that your experience with Muni as far as being a dance captain or kind of teaching the dance audition, because that is such a vital role in the process. I know that coming from a different community theater, the Muni really takes their dance audition extremely seriously. And so uh, I do really appreciate those people helping. And I maybe have used the excuse before, oh, I just can't see. I just couldn't see the dance uh, captain. So maybe <laughs> that's something it. that I should stop saying. But now take me to your actual first audition for Muni and how that experience was. Yeah. So I think from sitting in on those auditions, I was like, man, like these people are going to have so much fun. And after auditions, like I'm gone, you know, like I'm not having the fun. So I think it it must've been the next year when they did Miss Saigon. That was what interested me. And so I auditioned. I don't know if I was the last year, but it was one of the last years that they did the cattle call auditions. Um, it was at the Hoagland in what is now the LRS theater. And, um, like I said, I was very, very interested in Miss Saigon. That was really all I wanted to do that summer. I, I am a very nervous auditioner. I feel fairly confident with the dance stuff just because that's just more my bag, but vocal auditions make me very, very nervous. And so walking out onto that big stage by yourself with a table full of people, Um, that you don't really know that well. And then behind them, an audience of like, you know, maybe a hundred people, that that was a lot. Like that was um, a little bit nerve wracking, but uh, yeah, I did it. It was done. I got in Miss Saigon and I was able to dance. That's what I wanted to do. Um, So that was kind of my first audition experience. That's great. And uh, that cattle call audition, we've heard plenty of stories on this show about that. And of course now they have a much more close audition process. So if you are someone listening to this thinking about whether or not you should audition for the first time, I I think that both of our advice to you would be absolutely to go out there and do that because it leads to so many amazing memories that the Muni brings to you. So I know you've had a lot of memories on that stage. I think what we should do is take this in two parts. Maybe the first part will be you as an actor on the stage. And then the second part would be uh, you as part of the production staff. So mm-hmm. first memories of anything you wanted to mention, notable shows that come to mind when we pose this question as you as an actor on the stage. Sure. Um, so Miss Saigon was was a big one um, because it was my first show. Everything was so so new to me, um, and that was a that was just an incredible show. I mean, Paul Presney Jr. directed that. Um, Julie Ratz choreographed it. It it was beautiful, and if you know anything about that show, like it's pretty epic. It's heartbreaking. 
it's one of those shows that's like you're really glad to be a part of it, but just emotionally, you're not sure you can you could do it like long term. But but that was a great experience. My favorite favorite show that I've been a part of at the Muni on stage was the producers, um, which was directed by Doug Hahn and Gary Shaw. I don't think that I've ever laughed as hard as I have laughed in rehearsals or performances. Um, that show is just so funny. I would do that show again in a heartbeat. I think it's probably just a when is it appropriate to do the show kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if now's the time, but hey, it's a great show. So we had a ton of fun with that. Uh, another one that was really special to me would have been Susical. I had taken a job the year prior that had me traveling for an entire year all over the country. And I kind of like figured out that was not what I wanted to do forever. And so I moved back to Springfield and then like two days later started rehearsal for Susical. So it was kind of like a homecoming for me. It was like, I really am going to stay in Springfield kind of thing. You know, that was when you and I met um, at the Muni. So that was great. And I got a headshot at the top of the hill, which, you know, people are always like, I want to get that headshot. So that was, that was a really, really fun one. And I think just kind of special and memorable for me, just given where I was in my, in my personal life outside of the show. Hairspray was another one that was so much fun. I don't think I've ever in my life sweat so much. It, it was so hot, so hot. There was so much movement, so much dance. That I was... distinctly remember seeing oh Tyler Barola. Uh, he was wearing a suit and it is very few times can you see sweat coming from a suit, uh, but he was sweating through his suit jacket as well during that show. But it was such an amazing show. That's one of them that, I, and even in the introduction to this uh, series, I, Jacob asked me, you know, what were some of the more memorable shows and Hairspray mm -hmm. to me, that's one of them that just comes to mind immediately as an audience member. I was completely blown away by that show. It was so much fun. The cast was amazing. You know, it was, it was so many young people and everybody was really great friends. That was so much fun. Uh, and Craig Williams directed that. And I mean, I, I know people have talked at length on this podcast about Craig Williams, but I mean, as you know, he just has a wonderful vision overall for what he wants a show to be. And I feel like that was really the show that kind of like, I don't know, sealed the deal for Craig as a director as just being really out of this world incredible. Um, and he had a really great staff. Anna Meisenbacher choreographed, Steve Rotello did vocals, like that's a, that's a dynamite staff right there. So it, it was a great summer, very hot summer, but it was a lot of fun. And then the last show that I did, I think, yeah, I think it was the last show that I did on stage was Shrek. That was a blast. My husband was Lord Farquaad and that was super, super fun. It's not very often that he and I are on stage together. So um, that was, that was just so much fun. It was so great to see so many kids out in the audience that thought it was just the coolest thing ever. And that made it very special. And I'm trying to think back in time, but you were married at that point, correct? Yes, we were. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yes. And just a fun production overall, another Craig Williams production yep. because his <laughs> name does keep coming up on these shows. So mm -hmm. now you took a lot of what you learned from your experiences in high school and dance and brought that into choreography. And then eventually, again, I mentioned at the top that uh, you and Andrew have put on several shows now at the Muni. So mm -hmm. can you walk us through some of the memories that you've had from the staff side of things? Yes. So um, my first year on staff, was uh, the Music Man. 
um, it would have been like 2007, 2008. And I, I got that gig through uh, Patty Joyner and Jane Kobelars. Um, there was a new director who just come to town. Um, his name is Jim C. And he didn't know anybody and he needed a staff. And so um, my name got thrown out for choreography, Craig Williams for assistant directing. That was my first first go at choreographing at the Muni. Um, that was that was a fun and interesting experience. So yeah, that was my first time on staff. And then I did choreography for Joseph. Oh, it was 2012. That was the year that we got married. So 2012. And then Andrew and I have done a lot of shows together. Somewhere along the way, we thought, hey, we kind of like a lot of the same things. And we kind of have the same philosophy on a lot of things that go into putting on a show. Uh, What if we just like did this together like what do you think you know so we did um some shows at other theaters in town and then after we had a couple under our belt we thought like let's just let's just like put in for one at the muni and see what happens like they might say no but but why not so we put in for sister act and uh that was a show that was to be uh, a premiere at the muni and we ended up getting it that year and that was an amazing experience we you know, as a first year director, I think you go into it and you, you're the new kids on the block. You have all these people who know exactly what to do. Uh, They know who to work with and the processes for this and this. And even though both of us had been on staff before, it's, it's next level when you are in charge, you are the one that everybody is coming to for all aspects of the show, but everybody was tremendously helpful uh, to us that first go around. Um, Greg Donathan was our producer that year, and he was so helpful, um, just kind of helping us to, you know, get our feet wet in the directing thing at the Muni. So that was really, really great. Um, And that was a show that it just felt like when you were sitting there at auditions, you just had the perfect people come around uh, for all these key parts. And you didn't have to argue with other shows about who was taking whom because they were like, yeah, no, that person is perfect for your show. Like not even going to try to take them from you. So that makes it really easy. And then in 2019, Andrew and I did not put in for a show. We thought we would just kind of take a, take the summer off. Um, And then we were contacted in, this would have been for the 2019 season. So in fall of 2018, we were contacted that some folks that put in for a show were no longer able to do that and asked if we would like to do a show again. And we said, well, what's the show? And then they told us and we said, what if we did a different show? (laughs) And so we had to submit a few options and we were selected to, um, to direct Thoroughly Modern Millie that summer. And that is, probably my number two favorite musical of all time that I've worked on it three times now. And, and I love it. And that was another one that was uh, new to the Muni. And so it was really exciting for us to be able to bring these new um, shows to the Muni and um, bring out some different folks to, to something new and something different. So we had a great time with that. When we did that show, I was very, very, very pregnant. Um, I was due to have a baby in August of 2019. The show went up in July. So like towards the end, I was like, I might, might need that golf cart, like to take me everywhere backstage. But, um, but we, we overcame and it was, it was a great time. And, you know, uh, just wonderful productions and you have already 
started to develop this reputation that you and Andrew, you put on a fun, entertaining show. And it's from the acting side that people really love to work with you. And you've done, like you said, shows uh, throughout town. At the time of this recording, now this will come out much later, at the time of this recording, you're, you're busy working at Sacred Heart Griffin, putting on mm -hmm. Mary Poppins, which is just really fun. And to bring that theater to younger generations as well. It's just wonderful that you do that. So uh, thank you for those memories. Just great to reflect on some of those. You've mentioned a lot of people that you've gotten the opportunity to work with, but we do like to specify and talk about maybe some of those relationships that you've developed at the Muni or maybe potential mentors or peers that you really look up to or have made a special connection with at the Muni. Is there uh, some people or, or, you know, you can definitely name more than one that you'd like to mention? I think I would be remiss if I did not mention Steve Kaplan, who is my father-in-law. Um, I have not worked with him at the Muni in really any capacity, but he taught me a lot about what I know about being an actor on stage in a musical. So I would certainly be remiss if I did not mention him. From a Muni standpoint, I admire and I respect and have learned so much from Craig Williams. Just this past weekend, I had this conversation with him because he has been very helpful um, with our theater program at Sacred Heart Griffin. But I, I value his opinion tremendously. And he is somebody that I call when I'm like, I'm not really sure about this idea. What do you think? Or what would you do in this situation? Um, so I, I really do utilize him as, as kind of a sounding board. And um, he's taught me a lot about what I know about being a director or being on a staff in general, because I think that he is great about kind of creating this culture of um, friendship, of enrichment, of uh, just developing people as characters on stage, but also just as individuals off stage as well. Um, Doug and Gary, I think they are the dream team that Andrew and I aspire to be. <laughs> um, I love, love working with them. I will follow them to the, the end of the earth. I, I just think that when you hear it's a Doug and Gary show, like, you know what that means. And you know that that is going to be a fun experience. You know, it's going to be very high caliber and high quality uh, song and dance and uh, lots of fun. So I, I admire their work a lot. Um, from a choreography standpoint, I truly do not think you can go wrong with Anna Meisenbacher um, and Julie Ratz. I, I love working with them over the years as well. I think that they just demand like a standard of excellence and they are able to bring that out of people. Um, I, I admire that very much. Somebody that I have not worked with on stage that I would love to someday is Lori Barnes. I truly think nobody can cast a show like Lori Barnes. She is just, she is top notch casting a show. And, and I think sometimes like when you're sitting on staff and everyone is casting their shows at the same time, somebody will say someone for, for a role and you're like, really? Okay. Like that your show, your prerogative, but then you see it on stage and you're like, oh, okay, I got it. Um, I think Lori absolutely does that. And I, and I love that. I think that she also is really great about maybe taking chances on, on new people. And, um, I think that's super important. And I think that's important for the Muni from like a longevity standpoint, like we've got to bring new talent, new folks into the fold, um, and give people, give them that shot. 
I'm sure Absolutely. I forgot people, but those are, I guess I should probably say Andrew too. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew is absolutely one of my best friends and I love working with him. Folks that have worked with us on stage know like we're, we're very different when we're working together. He's Mr. Good Time Fun and I'm more like down to business, but I think that in the end, like we, it comes together, it works. Um, we've got a really great dynamic going. So yes. I just love that. how you said that because I know we can both visualize his reaction to when yes. he hears that. So, uh, Andrew, yep. it's going to be okay um, <laughs> that she mentioned it like that. I, I do think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that you and Damien met in high school, so not yes. necessarily at the Muni, uh, but you do. It seems like you might have a bit of a stage husband in Andrew, and then you yes. have your real husband in Damien. Uh, but can you talk a bit about how it is working with him? You mentioned Shrek, where you got to be on stage together, which is always a fun experience when uh, you get to be on stage with your spouse. But um, how is it working with Damien uh, from just other organizational aspects of the Muni as well? Sure. He and I have been on staff before. Um, he was our vocal director for Sister Act. Um, and he also vocal directed Joseph when I choreographed. So um, at the Muni, we've certainly worked together. We work together on staffs at Sacred Heart Griffin as well. And I love working with him. He's always my first choice for a vocal director and a music director because I think that he his standards are very, very high and he demands nothing less than that level of excellence. And I really, really admire that. Um, he's truly a professional at what he does. Um, and I love working with him. We have a really good dynamic. I think, uh, I think I can probably get a little, a little short sometimes when I'm in a, a director or even a choreographer role, right? Cause the music director or the accompanist or whatever needs to mind those tempos. So sometimes we have to have a friendly reminder there, but that's okay. I do love working with him. It's really challenging for us both to work together on a show because we do have two little ones. And so when mom and dad are both away, that makes it a little harder at home uh, for them. But we, we do enjoy doing that. I think as our kids get a little older, we'll hopefully get opportunities to work together on shows a little more frequently. But um, in the meantime, we've got grandparents, babysitters, and if worse comes to worse, they just come along for the ride. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that as parents, we don't want to necessarily force anything on our children, but uh, coming, those children have such good examples of musical parents that uh, I can't imagine a Muni in a few years without them. So it's going to be very cool to see the whole family out there. Mm -hmm. So we use, speaking of family, we use a couple of different words or phrases when we describe the Muni. And one of them was actually our season tagline for the season that was canceled, but that was Muni family. Can you explain to me in your words, what the idea of Muni family means? Sure. Uh, so I, I think it means a couple or a few things um, and certainly different things to different people. But, but to me, like, I think certainly in the literal sense um, with my husband being very involved and he, he grew up at the Muni um, he was involved far, far younger than I was. So, I mean, in the literal sense there, my sister, uh, Taylor Brown has been on stage a lot. She, um, she and I have loved do to do shows together. My dad was on stage in the music man many years ago. My brother-in-law, Corey Brown, he plays in a lot of orchestra pits, um, as well. So I think certainly literally, um, 
with the Muni family, but I also think it's the family of friends that you kind of accumulate along the way through doing different shows. And as you know, like when you go out to the site to see a show, you, it takes you forever to get from your car down to your seat because you're stopping every so many feet to say, oh, how are you? And give hugs and this and that. So I, I think it's that family of friends as well. I think the other thing that I would say, and this is something that I noticed from my first involvement, just teaching at dance auditions and, and kind of watching the vocal auditions is, you know, you have these people that go up to, to sing at their vocal audition. You can tell they're nervous. They start singing somewhere along the way. They stumble a little bit on their lyrics. And as soon as that person stumbles, everybody in the room jumps in and starts singing to help get them on track. And for me, when I saw that the first time as somebody who was like a quote unquote outsider, I wasn't involved. I was like, man, how cool is that? Like everybody just knew and just jumped in to help that person. That to me is the best demonstration of Muni family that I can think of. And it's something that I, I remember to this day. And, you know, I think it just kind of brought home like this is this is a friendly environment like this is cool these are good people I would like to do something like this absolutely and the other phrase that we often use is muni magic uh and so a little different than muni family but what's your thoughts on muni magic I feel like if you ask that question at different phases or if I think about it at different phases of my life it means different things right like so as a kid, just, you know, going to see shows and seeing all those orphans out there, like scrubbing the floors during hard knock life, that, that to me was magic. I was like, man, they are good. Those little girls, that was really cool. But then I think, you know, thinking about it as a 20 year old going and watching shows, like it's magic to go out there and watch a cool show when it's like a warm summer night, you can bring a cooler with your best buds, like that that is magic to me and i think now in my my present space as a um a staff member director i think when you're at that last rehearsal and you're stressed to the max like is this ever going to come together and then it does that now that is real muni magic and then as a parent i think bringing your kid out there for the first time that is really special um my older son's first show out there was Mary Poppins. He was only like seven or eight months old. He doesn't remember, but I do. And that was so special to bring my son, um, our little guy, like I mentioned earlier, he was uh, in utero for the last Muni season. So he hasn't been yet, but I really look forward to when we can bring both our boys out there and, and they can kind of see why this place is so special to mom and dad. Yeah, how exciting is that? And, uh, you know, you mentioned those shows that the Monday night of tech rehearsal, you're adding the orchestra and you're going, oh my goodness, we open in 96 hours or something. Mm -hmm. And somehow it, it always comes together. And that's just, that truly is magic for sure. We've asked you to be philosophical. We've asked you to remember things, but now we get to ask you to have a little bit of fun. And so we like to ask the question, you know, we have this phrase, the show must go on. Is there anything that you remember that was just like a fun mishap or something went wrong and talking about, like I said, some of those shows where you put that orchestra in on Monday night and maybe it doesn't go as well as you expect it to. Are there anything that you, that come to mind with that? 
A few. So I know I mentioned hairspray and that summer was so ungodly hot. And I can recall at our orchestra rehearsal, it, I mean, it, it, ha- it had to be a heat index of a hundred. Like I, and I'm not exaggerating and we're dancing, dancing and everything is crazy. And I remember like, as we're running the whole show while the orchestra is playing, like people are just, just dying. So it is so hot. And I can remember all the men taking their shirts off all the women had their shirts all tucked up. So they were like little crop tops because we we're just trying to find any relief. And I can remember Andrew Minerich, like, of course, had to add like some dramatic flair to the taking the shirt off. He like went off the stage and he was wringing his shirt out with sweat because it was, I mean, it really was that hot. Um, that show had so many intense dance numbers, crazy lifts. And I just remember like, the thing that we all were so worried about was like slipping on sweat that had come off on the stage or like being lifted by somebody and you're too sweaty to, to catch a grip. Um, I know there were some, there were a few mishaps there that happened, but Hey, that's live theater for you. Um, but truly not, not because of any uh, slouch in the talent, just because of the ungodly heat during that show. I can also remember well, and now looking back as like a director and a choreographer, I would have been mad as anything if, if this was like in a show that I did. So I'm surprised we didn't get in trouble for this. But um, there's one number in that show called The Madison. And no one ever remembers it. It's not like on the soundtrack or anything. It's a cute little number, but it's just a repetitive dance step that um, is called The Madison that you're doing over and over. And the choreography has you moving in a series of like squares Um, And so after you do the step a few times, you were supposed to kind of gallop to your next spot in in the square. And Andrew and myself, uh, Taylor, my sister, Tosh Gorens, a few others, like we were just tired and being jerks. And so we decided that every time we galloped that we were going to just like erupt in this really obnoxious like little girl giggle. And it continued into performances, which, like I said, I would be mad as anything if they were doing that in, in our show. And I don't know why Craig and Anna didn't kick us out, but that was a fun time where we were doing something we weren't supposed to. In Miss Saigon, one thing that was kind of like a shocker moment, I guess, um, at the end of the show, um, there's this big number called the American dream where the engineer who was played by Josh rats, he he's singing about all these wonderful things that will happen to him when he moves to America. And at one point he calls out for girls. And so like six of us come out in these like Marilyn Monroe wigs and these little beaded, uh, showgirl costumes that had little fringe skirts but the backs of them were non-existent. Like they were, they were actual thongs. And when we first came out and the audience saw that, they were like, everybody goes, oh. And we we're like, oh, <laughs> Ooh, that was a little, a little too hot for Muni, I think. Um, that was, that was a fun time. Um, nice little surprise. That, uh, that all sounds uh, very fun. And I guess we can add to the list uh, it isn't muni unless you swallow a bug. Maybe it isn't oh, muni yeah. unless you can wring out your shirt with sweat, right? But we <laughs> or all come out love in a thong. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
maybe I shouldn't go there. Uh, but you know, uh, it, it, it's just been wonderful getting to talk with you and getting to know some of your memories. I just wanted to open it up and say, is there anything else you'd like to say? And, you know, sometimes uh, we do, we don't know who's listening to this, right? So it might be someone sitting there that's thinking about going to Muni for the first time or thinking about auditioning for the first time. So I'll say anything you want to say and then maybe a, a message to people that may want to get involved. So in my line of work, uh, we talk a lot. I work for a sorority for, by day and we talk a lot about people who may or may not join. And we kind of, you know, quantify them as uh, never joiners, sometimes joiners and always joiners. And so thinking back to me as like a, a kid, as a teen, I was like a Muni never joiner. I'm not, I'm not interested. I am not that hardcore. And I wish looking back that I had not closed myself up to that um, at such a young age. And I wish I would have gotten involved earlier because it has been so great and it has been so um, impactful in terms of the people that I've met and the opportunities that I've been given. So I would say to anybody listening that is kind of on the fence or considers themselves a never or a maybe joiner, like just, just give it a whirl, like truly come out and audition because I promise like you will meet the friendliest people who want nothing more than for you to succeed and to be in a show so you can have the best summer ever. So that's what I would say to anybody who's on the fence about it. Well, that's just so great. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Morgan, and looking forward to seeing you back on stage and also on the other side of the table for many, many years to come. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Muni Oral History Project. This is an ongoing effort to capture the memories and stories of the Springfield Municipal Opera. If you have pictures, videos, or stories you'd like to contribute to this effort, please email history at themuni.org. Your hosts have been Jacob Potty and Craig McFarland. Production assistance by Vanessa Ferguson and Jeremy Geckner. Special thank you to the Muni Board of Managers and the Muni Board of Trustees for their support in this effort. And thank you to all the Muni family who continue to help us create magic every summer.